Welcome back to the Hexgrid Heroes Starfinder podcast. This week, we are going to be continuing the adventure underneath the surface of the unknown world of Kizor 4. Our heroes are helping a colony of ant-like aliens similar to what they know to be Formians, now called the Aculians. You've all been spending... This is day two. Last time, Brasha successfully dismantled the weather-altering machine completely, literally down to bolts and screws, finding out that uh, Akim's genetic healing would help him repair the damage done to it. He sent a little worker drone to uh, retrieve them down in the lower levels of this colony Akim, Lemon, and Tally confronted this cavern of psychic anguish where we did a fun homebrew scene that I'm looking forward to editing tomorrow of uh, Lemon purging all of the negativity negative energy badness from the cavern and while Akim was doing his repairs up in the upper levels with Brasha, Lemon, and Tally, alongside NPCs Ludo and Captain Gustavo, stood witness to one of the bodies of the larger Aculians stand up and telepathically transmit to everyone that can hear, We want to be free. Lemon, Tally, you're standing there. This Aculean body that was definitely dead, 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 crushed to death in a cave-in some weeks past, twitches and stands up to its full height, and its eyes glow. There's eyes glow, and you hear this in your head. How do you respond? Uh, Lemon, do you know what to do with this? I would like to roll the sense mode of the see if the intent behind the words were malicious or mm-hmm. pleading. Okay. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Sense motive, that'll be a 25. Okay. Uh, they're pleading. Okay, they're pleading. You okay. don't hear any malice at all. They are asking you to free them. And uh, it takes a step forward closer to you, Lemon. No weapons in sight. Their hand palm up as they reach for you. In a non, you did a sense motive. This is a non-threatening motion. They are moving yeah. slowly across this cavern floor towards you. Uh, so I guess the uh, next thing I would attempt to deduce is uh, how to free them in what manner their soul their body uh, and if it's like their soul what could be trapping them here clearly they're still they're taking over their bodies so just destroying their bodies may not be enough but I'm not sure so I don't know what I should roll to attempt to deduce that you could speak 
Alright, I will ask them. How do I free you? What do you need freedom from? We wish to rest in the open sky. Dwight, do you want us to bring you up there and let you go? We want our bodies laid to rest out from underneath these caves. And uh, the hand glowing kind of sparkles a bit. Uh, Give me mysticism check. That'll be a 27. Okay. Uh, You identify the spell as Mind Link. They want to Mind Link with you. And uh, as a mystic, you know Mind Link is the transferring of massive amounts of data in uh, an instant. Or 10 minutes. Yeah, I I, I do know the spell. So, um, yes. Uh, I will accept the mind mind. Instantly. Okay. Tally? Yeah? Would you like to accept the mind link? Can I do anything with this? I mean, she will. You don't, yeah. Yeah, she will. I mean, she's following uh, Lemon's lead. Okay. So if he does, she's just confused because she knows he's I can actually do mind link once per day myself. Yeah, mm-hmm. he can actually do this. It's it's she's not sure. I mean, she hopes that she can be helpful, but as to whether or not she is, mm-hmm. but she'll she'll accept it. Okay. So yes, uh, it is a touch. So both hands are now kind of sparkling with this, and they put hands on either on both of your shoulder or the two of yours shoulders, and uh, immediately your minds are flooded with the information of these Aculeans, uh, a life of work, a life of toil, a life of service, and a growing desire to break out and to live among, uh, live on the surface of this world. These people are transmitting, uh, I'm going to say, okay, yeah, visual images and emotional sensations. So you feel a longing, you feel a trapped you feel hopelessness, but then you feel a growing sense of determination, uh, hope. And then it kind of turns and the uh, you, you see played out in both of your minds uh, a seismic event underneath causing a cave-in and then being trapped and then time passing, being stuck, being frantic. Uh, you you feel their dread. You feel their claustrophobia again, and you feel them start to dwindle. You feel people start to die uh, due to lack of nutrient, nutri- yeah, lack of uh, sustenance. And finally, the last one fades with the immense desire to be laid to rest under an open sky. After the mind link I will hold the hand of the dead creature and look at them intently for a moment is it just one or multiple just one you just, just one. see uh, one body is up 
are all these souls kind of inhabiting this body or is it just the one this is just the one this uh you with your miss give me a mysticism check as you're uh communing with this individual okay yeah um 30... Okay, you're good. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is uh, the hopes and desires of all of this group kind of coalesced into this spirit. You are okay. communing with a ghost. Yep. That's only one ghost or a ghost that's made up of multiple. I'm being a little fast and loose, so it, it's, yeah. it's like a yeah, it's it's a it's an amalgamation of all of them into I one gestalt ghost. Um, but yeah you you are speaking to a ghost that is inhabiting this physical body like one ghost is forming the head one ghost is forming the arm (laughs) the other arm the leg the body (laughs) so uh in that mind link you also saw that uh they were so there are three well technically four if you count the hive mother there are three typical aculean forms there's the largest one that stands highest and looks, you know, the to use the Formian model, the Taskmaster. Then there are the medium-sized warrior standard class, and then there's the small category-sized small kind of uh, drones that uh, Eric dubbed Normians. And everyone, <laughs> and I gotta say this, like multiple listeners have contacted me that they love Normians. Um, so good job, Eric. You stole my spotlight. Um, <laughs> Good job. Uh, so there are three forms, and only the larger two forms were present here. None of the smaller ones are, were able were were trapped here, so they weren't able to just burrow out. They were trapped here with no way out for weeks. I like. Oh my god! I see all this, and it's probably like you feel all this, and mm-hmm. it's very much like it's your memories. It's a lot to take, so I'm basically going to go sit against the wall and kind of curl up. Okay. Or Tally does. Do I believe that this the remains that it's inhabited needs to be laid to rest, or just simply the spirits need to be brought out? So I believe it was he said that he wanted to be laid to rest up top, right? They want their bodies, yes. Okay, so and, we have uh, to take the bodies. They, they, they gesture to the bodies that are exposed, like this middle of the cavern area is just littered with these bodies the ones that are crushed i mean you get the idea like they don't expect you to drag out every body but those laid piled in the middle of this cave uh this cavernous room to take them to the surface so they can be at peace and uh, as you know as a mystic uh and probably as a player of a ttrpgs like if you you can't really just you can't straight up just kill a ghost. Eventually, they'll come back. They got regenerate uh, rejuvenation. I can't remember the exact ability they have, but you can't just like hack and slash them and blast them with spells. They'll coalesce and come back until con- certain conditions are met. Well, there are fusions for that, but we're, we're there not are about that. Um, yes. Yeah, so, are there other? worker drones or other um, normians about that have been here 
Uh, yes, yeah, where you're at, just outside, uh, this room used to be covered in the uh, the black crystal void glass yeah. that Occam cleared, and uh, a few feet away from this cave entrance, there was uh, a troop of Normians. Uh, this this whole entire lower area needs to be reinforced structurally before you know much progress can be made in repairs. So there are quite a few Normians uh, afoot. But so not in your I immediate will, area. I will move back to address the living Normians that are waiting about. And I will... Um, whichever one looks to be in lead or if there's an overseer nearby. Uh, well, uh, there, yeah, there, there is uh, a, one of the... I didn't think of cool uh, other names. I'm just going to use the uh, Formian names for them. There is a Taskmaster okay, Formian Aculean, yeah, that you can uh, flag down. Gustavo and Ludo uh, are standing kind of way far back from this cave entrance. When you did your little ritual of cleansing this area, everyone got the hell back and let you do your magic. <laughs> so they're still a ways back, but as you come out uh, unharmed, the, uh, the Aculean, as you turn away to go to the Taskmaster, the ghost Aculean uh, doesn't move any closer. They stay where they're at. What are we supposed to do? I will address the Taskmaster uh, and tell him that these souls request to be laid to rest on the surface of this world. They wish open space for their souls to seek peace. If we do not do this, their souls may become angry and malevolent and cause great harm to any one of these tunnels. I strongly suggest we gather their remains as much as we can and move them up to the surface as quickly as we can. I understand this will probably take time but I strongly advise that you do this for your people immediately. In your head, as you've as all these Achilleans have spoken, uh, chime is back in your head. Many of us have grown tired of living underneath the surface. Many of us feel it is time. Our protections are waning. We need to expand. Those that lost died without their dreams being realized. I was one that brought you down here, so I was able to see one of the first of our kind to see daylight in ages. We will do this. I can help. I can help. Uh, th that one nods towards you and uh, Gustavo and Ludo had walked up as you spoke to them and they were listening to you passing on all this and uh, Ludo says uh, I'll get started right away we'll we'll start contract uh, figuring some sort of braces some carriers it'll take some time but we can do this we can do this for them all right I guess, well, I can just start carrying. I'm sure, sure. With, with my strength, I can start carrying, just carrying corpses sure. yes. upstairs. Yep. Uh, Tally, when upstairs, you go back, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. When you go back in, the uh, the the glowing lights of the eyes, the glowing eyes of the ghost Aculean fade, and the body slumps down once again. And yeah, you can start dragging, carrying. You're quite powerful. Mm, yeah. Uh, and you can start doing that as Ludo starts working on things. You see, uh, the Normians use their geomancy abilities to uh construct and move like they're like now like lifting them up on stone uh not pillars but uh little platforms and then just pushing them along using their uh basically earthbending ability as uh you all start to do that i am going to uh shift scenes back up into the hive ship of the achillean species into the weather-changing machine room. Uh, Akim had spent a good amount of time uh, using his chronokinetic healing powers to repair some of the uh, transistors, capacitors, etc. And uh, Rasha and Akim, uh, you guys have oui, oui. basically finished the work here. Rasha... Uh, you all know this is for all of you like the day has been getting long you all have been quite busy Brasha you tearing this apart has uh, <laughs> taken up almost the entire day uh, Akim from bouncing uh, from dealing with the stuff in the cave below and going to and from like the this cave network is quite massive so it may not feel like it to you you're a fast boy but it still did take quite a while to get around uh, so the day is kind of coming to a close. Um, if you want to work through the night, Brasha, I'm not going to tell you you can't, but uh, this would be a, a, the time your bodies would feel like, okay, I put in a honest day's hard work. I don't think Brasha has ever had that thought cross through his mind. The, yeah, the equivalent <laughs> of what... <laughs> <laughs> feeling Rasha would have. But See, the I thing's knew... not done yet. Ah, if he's honest, they work. <laughs> <laughs> ah, an exciting set. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah, so you want to work through the night to get this done? Oh, yeah. Okay. He probably Occam. took a nap while Occam was uh, okay. healing the... Okay. That That's... So you took a one-minute nap. Yeah, just a cat nap. <laughs> oh, no. And here come the gifts. Um, <laughs> so, okay, Brasha, you are going to stay up through the night to uh, see to the reassembly. Uh, would you even allow Akim to help if he was to offer? Akim, how do you feel? Um... Because you you are trained between the moving and the, yes. the chronokineticism, like you you are a California raisin right now. I am I am not as good at engineering, and I already you know did not know what any of the symbols meant, and I did not see him take it apart. So I'm okay. gonna let him do that. Okay. So um, Eric, <laughs> what was the name of the Normian? sidekick you've kind of collected i can't remember <laughs> it's not, it wasn't gopher it was um, like it was some some equivalent uh, fetch me or something like that or go fetch grab me no 
Grab four was it? Grab four. Yeah. 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 So it, it's uh, so Fortinbras, uh, Akim. Uh, there was another NPC. I didn't really. Uh, <laughs> oh, it was uh, Koof. Uh, Koof, Fortinbras, and Akim will uh, leave this chamber. Uh, Grab four uh, is going to stand up and kind of like shadowing you as you start to go to work. Uh, so I'll leave you in there. You're going to be here a couple hours. So, you know, this will, it took you a while to take it apart. Uh, give me uh, an engineering check. Okie dokie. I um, say knowing your minimums. <laughs> I have to find my dice. Wow. Well, I had my d20. I didn't have my d6 out. Oh, that's a pretty good roll. Um, that's 23 on the dice. So a 38 total. Yeah. Um, you said 23 on the dice? I get, a, I get a d20 oh. and a d6. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, 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 dice. Um, and I didn't yeah. use any of my tools. So, uh, 38. Okay. Oh I'm sorry. That's a, a 38 with my uh, engineering kit, but mm-hmm. not my um, goggles. My micro goggles. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. So yeah, you uh, in record time, you start to put this. It's still going to take time, but you are like it's you. You know every part of this thing now. You you. This is your thing. This is your uh, fixation. And uh, as I'm working through the night, I'm a. Uh... I like, kind of at one point, like turn around and grab for is just standing there, and I go, "Dayo, don't you have to like sleep or something? You're quite small. You will never grow taller like that. Go sleep, grab for. Go sleep." And uh, grab for goes to uh, a little alcove, and you see them uh, uh, wave their little hands around and uh, create a little alcove in the wall. Uh, well, no, this is all. This isn't ground i can't do that here um he he goes out steps out for a few minutes as you go back to work and a few minutes later you hear uh the unmistakable sound of gravel being dragged across stone as he uh brings in a cube of dirt (laughs) and he fashions it he you see him like them you see them manipulate the dirt into uh, a kind of intricate little canopy bed sort of situation as uh, it, they climb into bed. Then you hear the sound of gravel being tossed around again as it uh, covers itself up in dirt. Okay, sleep tight, grab four. When you wake up, you have to sweep all of that out of here. You don't hear anything in return. Uh, they pass out immediately. How late at night is it when this happens, by the way? <clears throat> I'm keeping a kind of a loose uh, monitor of because, passage of time. Because so. I figure if he hasn't returned to the sleeping quarters, maybe I'll go. I know where he is. I assume maybe I'll go <laughs> hunt him down, see if he's gonna come back to come yeah. to bed at some point. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was actually about to uh, leave Brasha to this for a few hours, and then cutting down to. Occam's kind of in the main area as uh, he's... So so let me do this. So, Tally, some time has passed. You mm-hmm. and Lemon are able to fashion a, a sort of system to getting things prepped. I'll say, you know, by 
uh, 8 p.m. I need to start writing these down. So about 8 p.m., uh, you've got all of the bodies moved from the caverns below up to the entrance, the water entrance you all arrived in. Yeah, it occurred, take... yeah it occurred to me that the entrance to the outside is actually way far away. So me grabbing bodies mm -hmm. and just bringing them out doesn't work. So you're right. The, uh, the, the Normians are helping with their uh, geomancy. Yeah. So like it's not... Uh, terribly grueling work, but it is still physical exertion. So about this time, you get to this, you you finish this kind of leg of this task. Ludo and Gustavo helped uh, whatever way they could. Ludo, with his engineering skills, fashioned kind of sledges to help drag uh, some of the bodies. There were, uh, I wrote it down, uh, fifteen bodies in this cave, uh, in this like center area. What you're carrying up. Uh, so this took some time. Uh, Lemon, you can you know lay to rest all you like. Uh, I know you were doing kind of funerary rites before, but these these folks' souls have kind of been corrupted and spooky stuff had happened. So like, it's gonna take getting all their bodies up there. Uh, yeah, I'll obviously perform rites when their bodies are all up on the surface okay. so that's where we'll have you two as uh you okay. see Occam go by with fort and brass and Koof. and uh i don't know if you saw Koof after uh you, you, oh yeah so after your initial battle and lemon healed you last episode or before uh Koof went and put on uh spent some time crafting some leather armor out of the serpent flat, uh, serpent skin that you all fought. So he's wearing sturdy looking leather armor. Uh, but you see Fortinbras, Akim, and Koof walking by as you're kind of finishing up. And I imagine you're all pretty dirty, sweaty. How are you all, how are you two feeling after this? Let me, let me start there. Um, probably tired and... Mm -hmm could use a bath if they have anything like that down here uh the water entrance oh just go there basically yeah fresh water or salt water it's fresh water okay good all right then yeah i'll go go for a swim hopefully okay. don't run any serpents if you if you stay like right there you're you're fine there's uh but akim as you're walking back so I'm, I'm trying to like tie a bunch of timelines together right now. Uh, I don't have any sympathy for how Peter Jackson handled the Hobbit, but Return of the King, I have a newfound appreciation for. Uh, <laughs> Akim, you hear splashing of water, obviously, as you uh, are walking back from the hive ship. So you three can mingle here, if you like, for a bit. Uh, mm -hmm. I actually may not mingle with them right away. Okay. Uh, I may actually be going about and just uh, checking on the Normians as it okay. were. Mm -hmm. uh, I kind of want to I, I guess for me I'd like to gather if there's a sense of the Normians want to leave this place or if they're content here. Okay. So, uh, okay. That's, that's my that's, goal. Okay, cool. Um, I'll, I'll touch base on that, and then I'll get to you, sure. Akim. Uh, so, 
on the way up, you can have conversation, you know, them manipulating the, the ground to, you know, move this. It's, it requires concentration, but they can have conversations. These people work together in like perfect synchronization because they're hive mind linked. So also because they're hive mind linked, as you've gone on uh, and their, their range of telepathy has moved, the word has spread amongst the colony and you do, I, w I won't even need a check for this. You do get a, uh, a feeling like when, when you come across a clump of Normians at work, the little, the little ant guys, they go stop their tasks or, you know, pause what they're doing in their tasks to help you move these bodies. Word is getting through the colony that this is what happened. That these people who, uh, perished, had uh had some had some mystical stuff go on and they want to uh see see this through uh but as for your you know what do they want uh, a lot of the normians are fearful they aren't as physically imposing uh you get the you get the idea that uh, and you kind of get like the uh the way i've been playing the normians is they're a little less uh, independent than the warriors or taskmasters would be because they're they mm -hmm. work together in tandem so much they've kind of like got a lower level of con not consciousness but like sapience maybe like they're all kind of dependent on each other to get the job done the warriors and taskmasters can defend themselves these these little guys all they have is their earth bending ability so you get the idea like they're fearful, but they'll go where they're instructed to, as they always have been. And there's no resentment in that you get. Um, the uh, the spirits that passed on, which ones were they? Were they workers and such? They they were not. Uh, they were warriors and the taskmasters. Okay. All right. Yeah. So I'll spend a little bit of time doing that before I, I guess. Uh, head up and, or head to find the group. Okay, so Akim. Uh, he he hears the splashing. Yes. Mhm. Mm so I he'll probably detour a little bit, go see what's making the splashing. Okay. Uh, Koof is uh right on your tail. He's got his spear out when he. Uh, here's the splashing as well. He's got his spear. He's got the shield out. Fortinbras is following behind as well. So and you get to this entrance area and you see piles of Aculean bodies. Giant squid. <laughs> and uh, uh, a tally in whatever form of dress or undress she chooses for her uh, ice cold bath. My goodness. I was, I was thinking of skinny dipping, but ice cold? I mean, it's yeah, it's underground. It's there's not know. really. A... Well, she's what? she's Geo. shame. I mean, Tally is shameless. So honestly, she don't care. Uh, good she... point, Eric. Geothermal. So okay, it's not. It's it's definitely not. Oh, yeah, okay. It's any not sort crazy. of sauna. She found the yeah. She found the uh, the one bubbling pool. That's a hot tub. <laughs> I'll say it's it's oh, comfortable cool. enough that it's not like more damaging to you than anything but it's it's definitely not a sauna all right now she's she is taking a bath because she feels so friggin 
<laughs> she feels so friggin' disgusting after, you know, everything of today. Mm-hmm. Yep. You, yeah, so in this day, you've you've gone out, you've fought, you got pretty close to death. Uh, <laughs> you came back and yeah. dealt with all the nonsense of the, the ritual and uh, the dragging of bodies. So, yeah, you've got to... You, out of all of them, I feel... I've had the busiest day. Yeah. So also also the room with all, you know, with the crystals too, that friggin' mm-hmm. uh, I think she's had enough of mm-hmm. uh, things screwing with her mind at this moment. There's been too many other, uh, there's been too many occupants in her brain. So yeah, coming here and taking a bath. Okay. Uh, and just, I guess, yeah, if it's like a thermal that even better. I mean, it sure. doesn't have to be hot, but comfortable. Yes, would be nice. Remember, you like it like super hot because that's true. That's true. So, like, if, it, if it's scolding, that's like you know mild for her. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's nowhere near that, but it is definitely cooling after the physical exertion you've uh, experienced. So, yeah, uh, Occam, you see Tally. Mm-hmm. She's got her eyes closed and is kind of just relaxing in the pool. What's going on? Uh, whoa. Hey. Oh. Hi, Akka. Hi. Uh, I'm taking a bath and relaxing. Uh, With a bunch of corpses. Well, this is the only water around here. I mean... The bodies else... aren't in the water. Yeah, they're no, not I, in... I, I, okay. say. I just want to make sure I, 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 I knew that. Okay, but I there were a pile sure of I, corpses yeah. nearby. Uh, they're just yeah. They're I just want to make sure I didn't like miscommunicate. So yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Nope, that's fine. No, that's it's the only water around, and I felt really kind of gross after today. I had a really kind of hard day, uh, and they're waiting to be brought out to the surface. Uh, they actually, their spirits talk to us. They want to be buried up top. Or laid to rest up top, and not down here. Okay. It's a long walk. Yeah, it took us what four hours to get down here. At least that much. I don't, I don't remember totally, but it sounds right. So we we didn't want to bring him. It got late in the day, so we didn't want to bring him up. You know, now. So where are you off to? Go rest. I'm pretty dried up, so to speak, for today. I think we but all the parts are. are fixed. Yeah, yeah. So say, how's the? Uh, how, do you know how works coming on the uh, the actual thing we're supposed to be fixing? Or do uh, I need to actual uh, broken? Sorry. No, no. Or do I have to ask our captain that? question? As far as the actual broken parts are going, those are done. He's going to put it back together, though. And if I know him at all, he's not going to sleep until it's done. Oh, that's fair. I guess I can understand that. Uh, I assume he wants to get the hell out of here like the rest of us. I feel like he cares less about that and more about seeing if the machine works. Okay, that's fair too. I know that there are definitely people out there that love machines that much, and I do get that sense with him. 
But hey, you could all... I mean, he's had his all hands all over Fortune Brass. <laughs> so, uh... Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... So you don't... I say you don't need it. I don't... Actually, I don't... I imagine you must you must take baths. You already said you're it's gonna say if I recall Akam's form kind of shifts around, right? Uh when my defense is turned on, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh, so right now you're actually fully corporeal and Yeah. Uh I'm doing that weird glitch thing. You can always Probably join not me at the moment. <laughs> Since you can always join me for a bath and said as far as I know this is the only water suitable for this. Unless you want to go swimming, swimming. Is it shallow? Whatever, whatever you want. I'm. I assume she's like sitting. I assume she's like sitting at like it's a hot tub. Uh, okay, so if if it's short like that, um, he'll be like, "All right, give me a second. And uh, he'll he'll go over. He'll like take the top of his helmet off. Um, disconnect it from his brain jack thing <laughs> yep uh put it down there uh and get out of his armor uh okay. then what he's gonna do is he's going to um uh rip up a couple of portals in the pool uh so that the water will um will like swoosh and, and flow around Oh shit! Magical uh, jets. Okay. Yes. Right on. Oh, oh you know really what? Tell you what. Uh, I'll I'll t I'll even help out this. So Fortinbras followed Koof once Koof saw that it wasn't <laughs> any danger. Fortinbras will go over and he will token spell and heat the water even more. He will just spam Ow. this can trip until the water is good and warm. Um, and then uh. <laughs> Fort and Brass. He'll walk in, stand there a moment. You'll see him shake, like like just move all his limbs rapidly. And then he's going to get out and uh, give you all kind of just a little wave, and he's uh, going to head back out. Koof uh, goes around the bodies, looks at them, looks at you all, gives uh, like a satisfying like nod, and he's going to go off. And you see him like take a, a few paces away, but kind of still in limited eyesight and just stand guard. Uh, oh, that's I, really nice of him. He was down to three HP, and uh, he doesn't get well. He has resolve points now that I've I fixed a couple things, but he was <laughs> literally on death's door. Uh, so so he is vigilant. So the the pair of you are in a rather warm. Uh, area and if if I if I can like kind of stoke the fires of conversation a little bit, Tally is tired of things in her head. She's had a rough day of it. Occam, you spent a good amount of time in those caves before they got there, carving off the uh, void glass, and you were just besieged with this psychic anguish all around you, and you just kept working through it. So mentally, I feel like. You must be feeling it too. Oh yeah, he's fucking like exhausted. Like not necessarily physically, because I think he can still take like four burn or okay. something. Or no, um, two burn. 
mm-hmm. but still, like he he's very mentally exhausted. Um, so it's just like this place is fucked, eh? isn't it? Yeah. What the hell? How did you? How did you manage to stay in that cavern for so? I mean, you worked in there for a while, didn't you? With those crystals. Yeah. But what do you think would happen if they came across them? That is well, same thing that happened to me, likely. Um, but yeah, but they're all linked in the head. Yeah. Oh God. Oh God. Yeah, that could. Oh, that would be really bad for the uh, for everybody. I didn't Maybe. even like think of it that way. I don't know if that's how it works or not, but. I think it'd just be better than them, you know? Living through the death of their friends again, from their perspective. You toughed it out, though. I mean, that was... I'm a pretty tough, uh... I'm a pretty tough tiefling. And I was shaken by those friggin' crystals. And And then... So was I. I just took breaks. But then also I had to deal with being my, uh, deal with the actual ghost. You don't know yet that you have no idea about that. No, so, I didn't run into any ghosts. But you saw all the bo- all these bodies in that uh, in that other ch- in that chamber, yeah. right? Yeah, that's yeah. what we ran into where their spirit uh, a conglomerate of their spirits begging us to help them. I'll tell you what, it didn't help me with my feelings of suspicion of this place because I got a lot of service and work and toil for like their whole lives and they just want to be free and that's why they want to be buried in the service. And They don't want to be down here. No, I don't want to be down here. I, I hope he gets it done and I hope they're, you know, they haven't given me any reason to, to suspect otherwise. I guess it's just my natural suspicious. Um, but... I don't trust this shit one bit. <laughs> I was, like, paranoid for a while it was just me, and then I talked to Lemon, and he's, he, he's confirmed that he was suspicious, too. And you are as well. I'm glad it's not just me. But I guess Anytime we will find there's out there's one person in charge... Of everyone, it's not a good thing. Interesting. That's, yeah, that is... Does seem to be the case in a, uh, a lot of times, isn't it? Oh, I and mean... they're suspiciously okay with it all. Uh, he, like, motions out, like, towards Fortinbrasser, if there's anybody else still within eyesight. Yeah, Fortinbrass left. All you see is a, a mound of bodies and... Uh, a little, not a little, uh, angry fucking hobgoblin in the distance. Okay. I guess then, it's somewhat um, grateful, a grateful, angry fucking hobgoblin in the distance. Yep. Hey, Koof, why don't you come get a bath, too? Yeah, you don't need to, I don't think you need to watch out for things. At least I hope not. You see, like, you don't need to do a perception check to this. You see on his face, he's He's mulling it over in his head for a moment. Throws his uh, uh, throws the shield down. Walks over with the spear, 
and uh, plants it into the ground right on the edge of the edge of the water there and uh, he'll start taking off his uh, spiffy leather armor and uh, yeah he'll he'll grab the spear back up he'll wade in a few feet to where he can like sit and relax plants the spear back into the now well in the mud uh, but he'll sit back and you see for the first time that you've known him unless you like watch him sleep he probably scowls when he sleeps but you see his face <laughs> relax like you see the furrows in his brows go back you see his ears like drop centimeters as as uh, his his jaw unclenches and uh, yeah he he sits there he doesn't close his eyes but he's he's definitely relaxing in this warm water and this is pretty great it, it is. This is actually one of the nicest things I've done in quite a while. This is the nicest thing I've ever had in my entire life. See what happens when you're not just a thug and, well, or I should say like maybe a cog, a lowly cog in a wheel. His eyes twitch a tiny bit at that. It's, it's not great, but it's that or death. This is turned out pretty alright actually if you guys let me keep hanging out with you I wouldn't mind hanging out I just gotta keep a low profile from the mistress well I would suggest keeping your ass away from Bracha then if I'm measuring things up right he's the one that pissed her off yeah he was the one we were sent to capture and or kill but if he's going to keep away from her, I can keep away from her by sticking with him, you know? Uh, what exactly did he do to her again? She never told us. She she just said, go here, do this, kill them. And we had bad intel anyway, so... Rash is an interesting, interesting person. He's ungrateful. Did she help him or something and, like... You know, one of those type of deals where, you know, I scratch your back, you scratch mine, and he didn't scratch back? Uh, no. I don't think so. I think this may have to do with, uh... You know who King Carney is? I don't think so. Culture check. Let's get some dice rolling in this actual play podcast. I was gonna say, would I have a clue who that is? Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I might. That's a 19 on the die, and I have a culture. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, hi. Let's see. 26. Yeah, oh, yeah. King Kearney is uh, a known quantity, especially as a bounty hunter. I don't know if you've done work for him, but King Kearney is the uh, dwarven captain? Leader? Of the King Kearney Caspa. He, it's the, uh, it's one of the, sh- it's a ship that floats around Absalom Station. It's, uh, it's it's a conglomeration of a bunch of ships like legit just welded together and he runs a bit of a Jabba the Hutt vibe in Bazaar. So you said she works for him? No, no. No, wait, I'm getting no. a picture. I'm sorry. You're fine. <laughs> so you would know this, like he is a dwarf. He is he is known to be a ruthless uh, business dealer, uh, deal maker. Uh, he has casinos. He has he, he runs a crime ring a little bit. Like, he's not necessarily, like, 
Absalom's most wanted because his ship right. still gets to float around in space there. But you know from your background of bounty hunting that King Kearney is a. Uh, I mean, Jabba the Hutt is the closest thing I can get to. He's, right. a, he's a little more smooth <laughs> than Jabba was. Fair. I don't know. I will try to keep our captain safe. No matter who he's crossed. I get the feeling he's not a bad guy. No, he's just an asshole. <laughs> hey, uh, Akam, although I do want he is a Patra. Would he actually enjoy the hot tub thing, or does he hate being wet? No, he gets wet. It's too bad we don't have the other, although I don't know if Lemon would, would, would hop in. I know what would annoy him is being interrupted. Yeah, I know. I guess I guess I will leave him alone. I was thinking of going and maybe seeing if he was okay or needed any someone to hold the tools or whatever or can help or hold a flashlight or whatever. But um, if you think that would be more annoying, then I will probably leave him be to do his work. I mean, if you're offering to help him, I don't see him turning it down. But telling him to stop work and come take a bath, he might get annoyed. Oh, nah. Besides, if I when I leave here, I'm going to be done with my bath, and uh, <laughs> I will mention this place, so maybe I will go see him. I assume he's probably going to be pretty safe. I don't have to worry about him getting attacked. Uh, you would know that he is deep within the hive yeah. ship itself. It would... It would have to be one of. I'm not saying this to draw up any fucking suspicion. No. It would have to be one of the Achilleans to do anything. There's no way a sea serpent's gonna get up in there. Uh, you you are good, but uh, you have been you've been in here chilling for a while. Uh, Want to touch base with Lemon? You spent time gathering information, um, so you two can stay there. Uh, yeah. In the water, uh, Lemon, you got went around, you spoke to more of the Normians. Some of them would love to go out. They've heard from the, 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 and they've kind of linked up with those that have gone to the surface, the ones that fetched you and fetched the uh, crew of the Kizor. They, they've they kind of experienced it secondhand, you know? Uh, so they would love to explore and experience it for themselves, but they also know like they're going to follow what they're hive mother their queen who's kept them protected for generations and it's kind of like ingrained in them to like you know it's not safe yet but there is a growing um growing feeling like you know these people died and became a vengeful spirit because they didn't get to have freedom some of them are starting to feel like you know maybe it's time maybe maybe we should risk it it's you know freedom above ground freedom could be worth the risk at this point is what you get and i'll say like in that time though both scenes happen kind of concurrently as you kind of wrap up your uh investigations all right um i will actually just cast a token spell on myself to clean myself up and make myself look presentable uh <laughs> Okay. It's about 9 in, uh, p.m. at this some point. Some of the dirtiest stuff. Sure. It'll take you a bit because, was it, a cubic foot? Mm-hmm. 
at a time. So yeah, it takes you a little bit, but yeah, you 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 can spam that spell just as well as Fortinbras can. So yeah, you mm-hmm. you are uh, squeaky clean. Your robes are resplendent. No frayed huh. ends. You know, I just picture like my hand going over it. It's like it, you know, it, it's almost like getting an iron and starch job without even having to pay for it. <laughs> okay. So so good. You know, just steam yourself up. Okay. I want to go actually to Brasha. Okay. You've all kind of trekked these paths a little bit at this point. You can find your way pretty easily to the room. Uh, so by the time you get there, it's probably pushing 10 p.m. But you get in and you see uh, a madman slapping, not slapping, uh, piecing together parts of this machine as you enter the, the chamber. And uh, what you didn't see before was a weird little dirt pile in the shape of a, a kind of a canopy bed, like a like a like a weaving basket, actually, kind of like a like a picnic weaving basket. But you see a, a sleeping Normian, a single one, which you don't often see by themselves. Uh, I'll walk up to Brasha and I'll speak in Castrovellian. Do you? And I will uh, ask him, "Do you know Castrovellian?" Uh, give me a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll respond in Castrovellian. Uh, yes, why? I'll just kind of look around at the sleeping Normian over in the corner, just make sure, you know, I have a question for you. Okay, I probably have an answer. Can you make this thing work? Uh, yes, that's what I've been doing. That's fine. Making it work. Will it work when you're done? Um, yes, probably. It seems like it does. So, okay, so you're not completely sure, but and how long, how much longer will it take you? Do you think? Because I'm going to insult your you even further. Give me an engineering check, and depending on how much higher than twenty five it is, will determine how much faster. I missed my dice tray. Oh, and it rolled a twenty too. I'll I'll count it. Okay. I mean. Technically, that's uh, a 20, but I'm actually going to use my animistic tools to re-roll an engineering check. <laughs> you know what? Why, why not, right? You never get to use it that often, right? Um, so, uh, listeners probably haven't heard you because you've never needed to use them before. What the hell are animi- animistic tools? Uh, animistic tools are fun little uh, miniature. I think they're magical items uh, that I picked up the last time we were in town. Mm -hmm. Uh, They let me re-roll an engineering check once a day, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, Or fix an item for a short time once per day. You know, I kind of picture this as literally like an unseen servant that just really that actually knows every tool that you need when you call for it so you pull out the hammer and you start going to town and it's like no wrenches wrenches and then it just passes the wrench other you know not like uh yeah you know, not, not like parents and their kids where you have to say it like five times like, no 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 
the, 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 the screwdriver. No, no, wrong screwdriver, you know. No, they always get it right. That's going to be Tally in a couple hours. Give <laughs> <laughs> it, Tally! Give me the screwdriver! Uh, it's only a 26, Tom. That's fine. It'll take you three more hours. Okay. Eh, I'll be done by morning. Or whatever morning is. It'll be done by 1 a.m. I'll be done by morning. <laughs> we still don't know it, if it'll work, though, yet, because we still need to deal with the power, correct? Well, I mean, the main problem is that it wasn't holding power. So it was sort of like, uh, you know, if you had a bunch of janky wiring and uh, on the ship and everything ran for as long as you were actively powering it. I'm trying to make sure that it will be able to sort of uh, recycle some of its own energy. And that will fix it. Lemon kind of just looks at him blankly as he explains it, like giving the nod, like, sure, whatever. (laughs) But it should work. Well, it will definitely work. I just don't know exactly what it will do. 100%. I kind of give him a side glance, like, don't worry, it will work. It will be operational. Now, uh, I don't know if this has been gone over yet. This is kind of a bit of an outer game thing. Hmm. Um, this device, does it... So it, it causes weather to be, like, rough, I guess, right? Like, you know, storms and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Is it like a device that, you know, messes with the planet's geological or gravitational pull? or messes with uh, jet streams or something? Is it like something that's like emanating a vibration or some type of field out? Or is you, it like literally has an antenna going to the surface does something? You don't have to worry about contrails, so don't don't worry your pretty <laughs> little head about that. Um, oh there, it, it, it does excite atoms in the atmosphere to, to kind of exacerbate storms is the extent that Brasha was able to glean. Even the Aculians don't know. They just know that, that this machine makes this thing happen and this machine mm-hmm. stopped working. And uh, so, so yeah, it, it causes molecular... Um, <laughs> yeah, or chemtrails. What did I say? Contrails? Is that the same thing? Yes. Oh, okay, maybe cool. you did say conscious. Chemtrails is the one, yeah. I meant to say chemtrails. Uh, I don't know what the hell contrails are. Uh, listeners, correct me at Hexgrid Heroes on Twitter. Uh, so, so you know that it, it it excites molecules in the upper atmosphere. Okay. Um, I kind of look at Brasha, give a pause. There's a growing sense of expansion in a way amongst the. Normians, and I kind of look at the one that's sleeping. They are conditioned to follow the lead of their matriarch. But even though they have been conditioned this way, this desire is beginning to grow. Once we leave this planet, I have the feeling that they will not encounter another group like us or expedition for some time and I do worry what 
could happen to them. They are hiding from the swarm, but the swarm may not care whether or not there's storms here. They may not even know that the Normians are here. They may simply invade the planet looking for resources and happen to find them. I do feel that it is best that at least some of them venture outward, being cloistered and conditioned in this way is not healthy for any mental aptitude. First of all, Lemon, uh, the uh, belief that um, they are being conditioned by a, a higher being and that's a problem to you absolutely hilarious. I am 100% going to ignore that irony. Second of all, if they wish to leave, they probably can, but uh, you know, you get people in a hive mind and you separate them. That doesn't normally work out so well. They end up becoming uh, depressed from being alone so much. Uh, They're used to having other thoughts in their head and uh, a set structure and when that's ripped away from them they uh, tend to um, fall apart so if they really want to we can talk to the uh, the hive mother that's fine but I don't see it working out well and third normally the swarm looks for uh planets that not just have resources, but have other beings that they can be certain about, so that they can add to their collective. Um, I don't see them coming to the middle of fuck off nowhere to try and get what? Foliage? Or? (laughs) I, I... don't think that's entirely how they um, operate, to be honest. First off, if you're comparing (laughs) a matriarch to a goddess... Quite apt, I know. You do really need to uh, go to church more often. There are differences. (laughs) I'm in church right now, Lemon. (laughs) Second, they wouldn't be simply alone if if we did introduce them to the Sheeran a species that has already also broken away from this uh, swarm and developed a more sense of freedom from it, they would probably be fine. It's not just that they would be able to communicate with them, though. They function almost as one being. I do understand that and they can assist them with that whether that means that they link up with the Formians on Castorvel living a life that at least allows them freedom of movement and going to the surface and underneath if they choose or separating as in there are many ways this is leverage um and I kind of tap the machine I mean, there's plenty of levers in there, but... 
You're not going to get a whole lot out of them. And the idea of threatening an entire population just to... If you believed I would threaten anybody, you clearly haven't been understanding who I am. I didn't expect you to be, but you're literally saying we should try and free people by saying that we won't make the machine work. Is that, is that not how you are saying things? Because that is the most obvious interpretation I can come to. No, it is not threatening them to not make the machine work. It is simply speaking to them and offering this chance before we cut them off. But this is why I also wanted to make sure that the machine would work. If we can make it work, that might give us more leverage. But if it doesn't work, it might diminish our abilities and how they perceive us. I mean, the machine will work. But I think you might be misconstruing a bit of uh, wanting to see the surface versus wanting to leave their colony. Like, Well, once we turn on this machine, the surface is not going to be a very hospitable place for them. Well, the this surface planet. will be fine so long as they, you know, build the proper shelter. Uh, mm. Polonus itself is constantly struck by electromagnetic storms that cover a large majority. It's going to be much worse once this goes on. Oh, I was unaware you knew so much about the machinations of uh, my baby here, but yes, go off, King. I have studied uh, enough life science to understand what can happen to life in harsh conditions. Have you lived it? Speaking of, uh, give me a life science check, both of you. Oh, I rolled horrible. Twelve. Russia? Six. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. I rolled a two. All right. I, I can't rolled a one. That. <laughs> I, I can't. <laughs> Way to go, guys. <laughs> I can't give you th anything more than... Um, a, a, a sh without, without breaking the, the, the conceit of the game, a shield works in one direction and that's all I can give you uh, we're not talking about shields done we're talking about no, no he's talking about the storm acting as, a, acting as a shield I know what he's talking about I'm being <laughs> deliberately obtuse oh. and that's why Eric's one of my favorite people obtuse doesn't fit in the machine you can I can make it fit <laughs> that, that's, called, that's called the hobbyist out in the shop hey I got some extra parts here <laughs> So, so what do you think uh, I've sorry. been doing with most of my life? <laughs> Drinking. I'm at Raja. But... Oh shit! I'll cut that. No, no, drinking's still in there. I think. Raja doesn't drink. No, he does. Probably drinks milk. Raja mm, doesn't drink milk either. He drinks coffee, and everything else that he consumes is manufactured. So say, is there a lot of creamer in that coffee? No. <laughs> There's a lot of caffeine in it. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Okay, uh, so so back back to it. Uh, you, shields. <laughs> wow. Oh my god. Almost any other skill you would have. <laughs> you guys are so much fun to listen to. I just wanted to know before I 
spoke with her again. Yeah, what you do with your time is up to you. Um, but again, I think uh, you might try to be cautious about overstepping. Noted. And thank you for your concern. Yeah. <laughs> Alright. Uh, I will let Brasha do his work. Okay. Uh, where are where you headed uh, to, Lemon? It is now, call it 10.30 after that meeting of the mines. Do the Normians seem to follow a, uh, a similar uh, sleep and awake cycle? They have been. As we do. Okay. You have noticed that they have been, yeah. Alright, then I will go find some rest. Okay. You go back uh, to the, the kind of out of the ship to the, the kind of common level uh, back to the kind of room where Kodai, Sig, Fortinbras, Dap, Dusty have already turned in for the night. Uh, back to the, the pools um, in whatever level of undress you all want to be. Koof is naked as fuck. Uh, he is he is enjoying it. You guys have been here for a bit. Water is starting to cool because token spell only lasts so long. But um, how how do you how do you guys want to close out this episode? I'll, I'll I'll put it that way. You you tell me how we leave those three. Uh, well, I was going to say, uh, I basically turned, Tally turns herself into a prune. She's also naked as fuck. Okay. And you know, eventually she'll just, when she's done turning into a prune, I mean, I don't see her being in there like, you know, a zillion hours here. Okay. And she'll, she'll leave and she'll get dressed and... Uh, she'll wander. She, I, I get the feeling she she's gonna have some weird dreams tonight with all the shit that's been going on in her brain. Mm. Um, and so I think she's going to maybe she's gonna go wander and find Brasha just because just you know he hasn't been annoyed enough. Sure. Okay. Uh, but, uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, we could definitely leave that for for next time if you okay. wish to. Yeah, yeah, no, I like that. So yeah, uh, you you head out. Koof is uh dries off as best he can. Uh, puts his armor back on, secures the spear, and uh, waits for Akim. Uh, so yeah, I'll go and uh, rest again, and go head off to put my back against the wall so that nobody sneaks up on me. Okay, so yeah, uh, Koof, Akim, turn right where Tally turns left. Uh, we, we will definitely address Tally's thing uh, first thing uh, next time. But uh, Akim and Koof, you get back to the, the, the cavern. There is a slightly cooled, but uh, nevertheless well cooked serpent flesh. There is fungi paste there are bowls of water uh Koof looks to see where Sig is and finds the uh diametrically opposite side of the cave for him to curl up on 
Uh, he takes off his armor, but uh, he, he's got like simple clothes, a simple tunic kind of setup going, and uh, he's going to lay down with uh, a plasma kukri uh, under <laughs> underneath him. He's even more paranoid than me. It's a challenge. I have to actually think of what would be worse than what Akin's doing. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So, uh, I guess that's where we'll end this nighttime episode of Hexgrid Heroes. Stay tuned next week for conversations and... Contrails. I'll just tell you now. Level ups. Hey. Contrails, bastard. <laughs>